Welcome to Inside the Real Job with me, your host, Yenfu Chen. Get ready to explore the world of diverse careers while fascinating stories await. We'll delve into the pros and cons while witnessing ever-evolving industries. Join me as we connect with individuals from all walks of life, unveiling their secrets and navigating the dynamic world of work. Let's embark on this journey into the realm of real jobs. Erin, earlier we spoke about the different paths that people can take. You mentioned the TAFE and private college. How about you share us your actual journey? How did you become a beauty therapist? Well, I did my training probably 22, 23 years ago, and I had been working in an office and I was thinking, I can't do this for the rest of my life. And I was really after a change. And after traveling for a couple of years and being away and continually working in an office, I was like, yeah, no, I'm done. Once I returned home, I fell back into the same job, but gave me time to think of exactly what I really wanted to do. And that actually was makeup. And I really enjoyed makeup, got a job in sort of a makeup shop and loved it. But that's a tough industry. It's quite niche and you really have to work a name for yourself. And I found this beauty course that had makeup within it. But I just thought by doing beauty as a whole gave me more options. It was a private college and it was the best thing I ever did. And we did makeup within that course. Yeah, I liked it. But I actually liked a lot of other things within that course. So yeah, moved into beauty and did the year course. And then just before I finished training, I found a salon locally that, well, there was two actually, and I went for interviews and one had quite a few product ranges, not quite the feel of a salon that I sort of was drawn to, but that was my first kind of offer. And then very quickly found this other one and they had just the one product and an incredible feel to the salon. I loved the energy. I loved what they stood for. It was small. It was boutique. So I ended up working in there for two years without even a thought of starting my own business. I loved the salon that I was at and just felt that it was comfortable and there was room to kind of be able to manage that salon, which I ended up doing. And just out of the blue, I saw a property that was like, oh, that would be a good space for a salon and the ball moved really quickly before I knew it I reckon it was two weeks later that property didn't work out but it just gave me a taste of oh I could start my own business and literally down the road there was another space that I just drove past and was like oh that could work so I rang the real estate and they showed me around and it was a perfect size for what I was after two weeks after that I pretty much opened my doors. So it was a period of four weeks that I had seen the first place to opening my, my own place. And it was a bit tough because I loved where I work and I didn't want to let them down. But to be able to have the opportunity to start my own salon, I just couldn't give up. And I come from a family of small business owners. So for me, it was just a natural step. I never once thought about what if it didn't work. My families have always just been successful in their passion and they've made it their business. And that's what I did as well. So now here I am 20 years this year and it, I've had two babies. I've had multiple staff. Yeah, I feel blessed to be able to have my own business and have it work 
for me now. Like I can not work Saturdays and just enjoy the whole experience of being in the world of beauty. But as I say, like I still believe that I am a traditional beauty therapist. I haven't stepped out into laser or tattooing or every other realm of so many different levels of beauty because I truly believe in skin health and that's where I drive my business now. I love skin and the results and now that I'm at the age of skin aging, I want to be able to naturally or through products and treatments keep my skin in good health and that's what I want for my clients too. Yeah, that makes sense because you've been in the business for 20 years and you obviously have cared for a lot of people and you've got a lot of repeat clients. What do you think's made your business or you as a beauty therapist successful? A couple of things, actually. The environment that we've made in the salon, like as I said before, people walking in, they just sigh because it's just a calm environment. And that's something that doesn't just happen. You've got to be able to have that energy about yourself mm. to be able to have your space feel like that. So I think... As a therapist, you need to have that calm, caring nature to be able to give to clients, even when you're not feeling like, even when you're not feeling that way, you need to be able to give to every client that walks in that door. But equally, when you've had clients for a long time, they know when things are up and you do get into those conversations and they ask about you too, which is lovely. But you need to be open and caring and dedicated to your clients. There's multiple things that you need to have as a therapist. You need to have the drive to continue to learn. I know I keep saying it, but it changes so much in this industry. So if you just stick with what you were taught back in college, you're not going to go any further because you'll get stale. You won't enjoy your job because you're not changing. So you need to keep up with the education and change with the industry. Even though I still am traditional beauty, we are changing in the fact that new equipment like the LED, and that makes it exciting for us because that's a change within the area that we love of beauty. Yeah, great. You mentioned a couple of attributes to be successful. But what about you're dealing with people every day? I assume you have to have good people skills in general. Very much so, yes. And you feel like you're more of a listener than a talker? Yes. yes. Well, you need to learn that balance, right? You've got to definitely be that listener, but a genuine listener. You can just kind of on the surface hear them, but if you're not listening to them and they don't feel that sort of caring nature then you're not going to have that relationship on a deeper level, which then in turn gives you a long-term client. Yeah. And how do you build that trust? Because earlier you said people come here and while they're getting a treatment, they feel so relaxed and safe that they tell you things that they might not even tell mm. other people. Like, how do you build that trust? Is that again, a skill that you've just naturally had or do you feel like that's something you just built up over the years? I think that's definitely been built up over the years. I mean, I came in the industry when I was early 20s. I wouldn't have been able to do that then. And a 40-year-old is not going to want to talk to a 20-year-old about the issues that they're talking to me now. Your conversations change as you grow, right? And so I think you develop that as well. So I think I'm having way deeper conversations these days and that's just because of the stage of life I'm at, 
which makes it more interesting in the treatment room because you're not just there giving a service, you're there connecting with people. That's a big part of the job. Yeah, and becoming relatable. So if you can go back to your 20s, what did you do to be relatable to that 40-year-old? Do you remember? It was awkward. Like I remember when I first got in the industry and where I used to work, we used to sit down in training and it's like, okay, so what conversation starters would we have? And it was very basic kind of conversation starters, which I would at 40 would not be having those initial conversation starters. But yeah, it's just a learnt skill. And that is in life, really. Yeah, just build it up with life experience. Yeah. And do you, is it challenging now, though, to be relatable? I assume clients bring yeah. their teenage kids. Yeah. Well, I've got kids at that age. So I think in that sense, I don't understand them, but I can talk to them on that level. So the conversations are completely different. It is definitely more for those younger clients, educating, look, 20, 30-year-olds. It's definitely continuing to educate. But sometimes they come in and not educate me, but they bring new things to me that I'm like, wow, okay, let me look into that because it's not in my realm of beauty, but I'm interested in that. Let me have a look. And then I've got my 90-year-olds and they want to ask me a lot of questions about or my teen kids, or like, how come there are so many products you're putting on my face? And do I actually need this? Or I know I'm talking a lot about conversations. This would be more so in your waxing and your manicure and pedicure treatments. Mm. When you're in a facial treatment, I really do try to feed off the client. So if they're wanting to be minimal in conversation, you can pick that up. That's a lesson that you need to learn. And I have been to salons where the therapists do just talk, talk, talk. And then they continue a conversation when you know it should be stopped because the client needs to relax within your treatment. So that's a lesson that you can learn over time. You need to read those cues from your clients. Hmm. And is it a compliment when someone falls asleep while they're having a facial? (laughs) I've heard that before. Yeah. um, I do say that to clients just to make them feel better if they do wake themselves up snoring. They're like, oh, was that me? I'm like, well, it wasn't me. Oh, I think it's a lot nicer if you can get on the edge of falling asleep because you don't want to miss out on the treatment. Yeah, 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 sure. Okay, great. And earlier you talked about sometimes everyone has a bad day. You could be having a bad day, rough morning, but you've got a big day ahead. How do you get yourself recentered, or is that one of the big challenges that you have to face when you're emotionally or physically not there, but you've got to Mm. give 110%? I think walking into a space like a beauty salon, even if you're working in it, just seems to send to you. Like I can have a rough morning, but I know when I walk in the salon, the energy within the salon, hopefully that you're working in, I know, you know, our salon is definitely that. I feel just calm walking in here. Um, So yeah, it can be a battle for some people. and, And, you know, some days it is hard for me, but when I look at my day ahead, And I see because I have mainly regulars that come in these days, that gives me comfort because I'm like, they're people I know. I'm going to enjoy this day because I love these people. So that brings me, it changes my vibe. And if you're working with someone, that helps to be able to have a quick conversation before you start and just release a little bit of that built up frustration of whatever it is in the morning. That helps as well. Great. Have you ever had like some real weird requests? 
God. that maybe you just don't do in your salon and you might have had to refer someone weird is like the day the guy asked me to wax his bottom oh really yeah that's weird <laughs> yeah, yeah that is weird yes um not so much now is that because you're well established and everyone people know what i do yeah, yeah. and most of your new clients are from referrals from your existing exactly clients? right yeah. So, look, I'm, I would love to know the stories because there would be millions of them. This industry, we do get into personal places. As a therapist, we don't think much of it because it is our day-to-day job. But people that come in for these services, whether it be Brazilian or whatever it is, to them, yeah, it's awkward because sometimes you might not be in a position that you would normally find yourself. Yeah, we don't think anything of it, but as a request... That would probably be my strangers, but that's not even that crazy. So I think I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, good one. And what about the future? What does your traditional Mm. beauty therapist look like five, ten years' time? And what about the industry as a whole? Because as you Mm. said, there's so much evolution with equipment and beauty is so big. Everyone wants to Mm. look great. Everyone Mm. wants to look young Mm. as they get older. What are your thoughts? Well, just in what you just said, the name changes. Back when beauty started, it was you're a beautician and then it was a beauty therapist. For me, I've shifted just in the last year or two that I really feel like I am more of a skincare therapist because skin is my jam, right? I love the skin. I love getting the best out of people's skin and I want to be knowing more of that skincare and skin health rather than the beauty side of it. So at a basic level, the name's changing. And then it can go into the advancement of equipment that is coming in. I know I keep going back to the LED, but that was a big one for me because to be able to work at a cellular level without even using products on the skin to get a big change is huge. But then add in high-level products to game changer with what you can do with the skin. So in that sense, my mind is baffled to what new machines are going to come out. I mean, skin needling's been around for ages and microdermabrasions. Like there are so many machinery within the industry. It's hard to be able to take all on, let alone what's to come. But I don't think my salon as such will change Waxing's waxing, tinting's tinting. So facials would be the biggest change. And that's changed a lot since 20 years. So it's a never-changing industry. As for all the different avenues, lasers are just getting stronger. Lasers are getting more efficient. I look forward to the day that blonde hair might be able to be lasered. At the moment, it's only dark hair because the lasers attract to the pigment in the hairs. I'm sure that's not far around the corner tattooing's changed the microblading's come in so it's not as permanent there are so many different sort of changes so look five ten years i can't answer that (laughs) it's it's huge yeah and do you feel like your role will still exist yeah we'll never be out of a business covid was a massive hit for everyone our industry kept going in the fact that people still needed their products We were able to do any form of social media education to our clients. So we were still able to make a little bit of an income by selling products. First lockdown, we didn't know what was happening. So I didn't know what was coming once we reopened. I knew we'd be busy. We were flooded. So then when we went into the second big lockdown, 
I wasn't as stressed because I knew the day we opened up our mm. door or prior, once we knew that we were going to be able to open, because we were one of the biggest hit. We were closed as soon as the first people had to close down. Hair kept going, but beauty, we were stopped straight away. And then we were the last to open. So it was a big hit for a lot of businesses in that period of time. So after that second big one, I wasn't so worried because we just made up for lost skin and they were some big, long days and hours. But it was so rewarding just to be back at work. So what I learned after COVID was that we were going to be forever needed. And so we have clients walk in and say, oh, this is such a luxury and such a pamper. But more so we have clients coming in and saying, this is just my maintenance treatment. Your maintenance client is your bread and butter. And that's what we have at our salon. Great. And final question. What are your tips to be successful or to make a career as a beauty therapist? I would suggest working for someone. Don't come straight out of college and going to open your own business. That's when you'll get kind of stuck and lost in knowing the running of a salon. Working for someone just gives you experience in so many different ways that I appreciate the two years that I had. It made me realize what I wanted. Tips also would just be continue your education, like I keep banging on about. I think that's just, we get enjoyment out of it. If you love what you do, the education is just a bonus. And just push yourself out of your comfort zones. And that's what I have done in the past. Sometimes it hasn't worked. Bought in lash extensions and shellac nails. But they didn't work for my salon. But you don't know that until you try it. So Mm. it's pushing yourself out of your comfort zone to see what more can you get out of your industry. Excellent. Thanks, Erin. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Yen. Hope you liked the second session with Erin, exploring her journey and thoughts on the beauty industry. The key takeaway is that being a beauty therapist is super enjoyable and rewarding, with endless opportunities based on your effort. Whether you stick to the basics or become a specialist, it's about building your education and experience. Hope you got valued from the episodes, and remember, make today a good news day.